Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. This is the story of the beast. Welcome to the Real Demons of Pop Culture. I am your host, James Zippolitti. I am here to light a candle in the darkness of hell and reveal that demons just want to have fun. And we want to have fun with them, don't we? And that's why you're here. Welcome. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the beast from Revelation, also known as the Apocalypse of John. And we've talked about the Apocalypse of John in a previous episode with um, the Four Horsemen. And you can go check that out. I'll reveal the name of the true beast, the Antichrist, at the end of the episode. I'll reveal who it is actually is. So after this episode, you will know the true Antichrist and who is 666, and you never have to think about it again or listen to anyone in the future. Great news! Bookworms is a horror zine that myself, along with horror author Regina St. Clair, put together. It's the first zine that we put out. It's going to be quarterly and it is available now. The Etsy link is in the show notes. It's only $5 with free shipping. So go grab that premiere issue right now before it sells out, because once it's sold out, we are not making more. Not like, what's that commercial? Crunch all you want, we'll make more? That's not us. Nope. The first issue will sell out. You will not be able to get it. We are currently working on the second issue. It's going to be about summer camps horror in the summer, maybe shark attacks. I don't know. Because this, what we do is we reach out to uh, horror writers and they submit their short stories and we give them the theme, which is summer horror. And we don't know what we're going to get yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm working on a comic strip for it. So absolutely go get that first issue so you don't miss out. It's so much fun. I'm so excited to be working on this project. And now it is time for the magic number. So I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 50. I'll then count down 3, 2, 1. There'll be some silence as my mind has the number in my brain. You're going to try to guess that number. That number is the magic number. And if you get it right, you will have an extra special magical day. If you get it wrong... It's going to be a good day. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad day, but it won't be extra special magical. I don't make the rules. Uh, the fairies do. So here we go. Three, two, one. Okay. I hope you wrote that number down. I will reveal it at the end of the episode. All right. So we're going to talk about the beast from Revelation. Do you realize that it never calls the beast the Antichrist? 
I mean, that's who we're talking about, but Revelation never specifically says anything about the Antichrist. But before we get into that, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, you can even learn more about in a brand new book by Bart D. Ehrman called Armageddon, What the Bible Really Says About the End. This is an amazing book. He's one of my favorite scholars. He just released this book. I just finished reading it, and it's an amazing read, and it will clear up everything about the end times, Armageddon, Revelation, so definitely pick up that book. I will put a link in the show notes. It is an affiliate link, so if you do, go and purchase that way. It will help the show, but I'll probably get a couple pennies for each time you buy it. But if you're going to buy it and you want to support the show, go through my link and it'll help the show. It's called Armageddon, link in the show notes. Let me first reveal that I was in my adult life diagnosed as an autistic person. If you know anything about autism, one of the things that's very prevalent is anxiety. And I grew up super, super anxious in a religious setting. So I believed the end times. I believed in the Antichrist and the devil and hell and all those things, which I no longer believe in, but I did. And it crippled me sometimes, this anxiety, to the point where you know, growing up in the 80s, you'll hear some of these predictions people made all about the end of the world and who was the Antichrist. And I feel that that's why Revelations is crap. I mean, I don't buy it to begin with now. But I think if somebody actually believes in any of this stuff, it's very, very hurtful to humans who believe in it because it's scary stuff. And I'm here when I joke about lighting a candle in the darkness of hell I'm really talking about just letting you know, man, there's nothing to be afraid of. And you can now go forward in your life. Of course, the world has horrible things that happen, but that's just the way the world is. In Buddhism, it says, you know, all life is suffering. You can't avoid that, but you cannot, you don't have to fear the monsters under your bed or in the closet. And it's pretty awful. The book of Revelations, when you read the book Armageddon by Bart Ehrman, you'll see how, how much of a violent, awful, awful book that is. And it's not the hippie loving Jesus that we hear in the Gospels. This is an awful, violent, revengeful, wealth-seeking Jesus and God. It's an awful book. And I am here to let you know, right off the bat, you have nothing to fear from the book of Revelation. And why is that, you say? Well, let's first go through a bunch of people slash things that were accused of being the Antichrist throughout history. And then we'll get into why there's nothing to fear. And I'm going to get on this list and we're going to talk about why these things, and these will be really quick tidbits, but why were they considered the Antichrist and how stupid it really is where people will go and they will stretch as far as they can to get something to add up to 666 no matter what. Let's get in to the first possible Antichrist. The World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. Why would that be the Antichrist? It's pretty stupid, right? But something new comes into the world and people get scared. And so what they did is the Hebrew equivalent... Well, let me back up. In Hebrew, there's something called gematria, and that is basically that every letter has an equivalent number. Not like 
in the English speaking world where you have the Arabic letters and then you have the Latin numbers. And so we have ABCs and one, two, threes, but in Hebrew you have letters and then each letter has a corresponding number. And a lot of this is how we get to six, six, six. So when you talk about the World Wide web, the W in Hebrew does double duty. It is actually the number six. So I believe it's pronounced Vav, and I could be completely way off here, but Vav, 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 which would be www, you know, www.gorilladelphia.com, which is my podcast network, just letting you know that. Or you can go to www.janesability.com. You'll find stuff there. But that www, people say, well, that has to be the Antichrist because 666. You've introduced this World Wide Web, 666, except for that's not how Hebrew gematria works. It doesn't know about the hundreds places and the tens places. So it doesn't see it as 666. What it really does is it adds the numbers. So it would be six plus six plus six, which is 18. So first, Antichrist debunked. The World Wide Web is not the Antichrist. All right, we're very happy. All right, who's next on the Antichrist list? Bill Gates. Bill Gates is actually a pretty awesome guy when it comes down to it. If you think about all the money he has and all the um, charity work he does and all the stuff he does trying to prevent another pandemic, but people throughout history have tried in vain to somehow get his name to come out as 666. However, they've never successfully been able to make his name 666. So yet another person through history who is not the Antichrist. Yes, yes. Bill Gates is very happy. All right. Who is next as a possible Antichrist? This one's pretty silly. Barack Obama. It's not surprising, but it's silly. Because here's what happened. Barack Obama was elected, and the next day in Illinois, the pick three lottery number came up as 666. Now, Obama was the senator, the U.S. senator for Illinois. And the Illinois pick three is 666. Not only that, but the downtown Chicago zip code is 60606. So if you take out the zeros, we got 666. So everybody's assuming, oh, Barack Obama is the Antichrist. Thanks, Obama. That's kind of silly because if you actually look at the statistics, 666 comes up a lot, especially even in the Illinois pick three. It has come up multiple times. Another person debunked as the Antichrist. All right. This one, you can go to my Instagram to see how it works out because I just posted it on Instagram at James underscore Ippolitti. Barney the dinosaur. And you know what? I can't stand Barney just as much as you. But apparently, if you write cute purple dinosaur in ancient Latin characters and then you do some 
finagling, you can get it to come out as 666. So go to my Instagram and I did a little chart there that shows you next to the picture of Barney. It won't be hard to find how they get to 666. This fictional character is not the Antichrist. Yeah, I'm going to annoy you with that because it's funny. Next, this one was definitely big when I was a kid. So I'm an 80s. Well, I'm technically a 70s child, but also I had most of my, you know, teenage years was in the 80s or all of my teenage years was in the 80s. And Ronald Reagan was president. And if you took his name, Ronald Wilson Reagan, each word or each name is six letters. So it was 666. Ronald Reagan was thought to be the Antichrist. I remember this. And again, going back to this fear, as stupid as this sounds now, in the 80s, there was a constant fear of nuclear annihilation. You had Russia on one side, and then, you know, you could go and take revelation and point to certain things. As I talk about in, I believe, the Four Horsemen, I talk about how you can pick out certain things in every generation. You can find those things that people, it's written in this way to make it seem like, oh, this could it. It's such a weird, trippy writing, but I'm going to explain to you what most of it, what it is actually at the end of this episode. But in the 80s, Ronald Reagan being Antichrist, you know, you're like, crap. And here's another 80s icon that was possibly the uh, Antichrist was Pope John Paul II the Pope in the 80s. And, you know, he was shot and then recovered. And so the Antichrist was thought to have this, like, head wound that he dies from and then recovers. So this has some way of saying, hey, here's the Antichrist. So there was a lot of Antichrist in the 80s, a lot of craziness. Um, You had AIDS. There was so much going on that it really did feel like the end times. But thankfully, they were wrong. All right. <laughs> hey, text me if you or find me and tell me you hate that I just did all that stuff because I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just wondering. I think it's funny, but I don't know about you. All right. Here's another 80s guy, Mikhail Gorbachev, Russia. This guy had a weird mark on his head. He was a world leader. And definitely, this is like 80s, 90s, but you definitely had this vibe that, oh my God, it's such a obvious birthmark on his head and that could be the mark of the beast and blah, blah, blah. He must be the Antichrist, but he wasn't. All right, here's one, Henry Kissinger. So Kissinger was a Middle East peacemaker. He has Jewish ancestry. His name in Hebrew adds up to 111. If you divide 666 by 6, it's 111. So therefore, there's... Come on here. At this point, we're like, you know, so stupid. Who is next? JFK. JFK. John F. Kennedy. I'll tell you. Wait, let me see if I can get a good voice. Uh, um, what does he say? Era, I am not the Antichrist. Era. <laughs> 
So he received 666 votes at the 1956 Democratic Convention, and he also died of a head wound. Uh, but he never came back. Although there are some wacky people out there that think JFK or JFK Jr. are still alive. I think it's all that QAnon crap. But um, no, he died. We have it on video. Here is one that if anybody on this list was going to be the Antichrist, it would be this guy. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I would buy that. I mean, this is no doubt an evil person. This is a person who was very, 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 very bad. Now, here's another math thing that you got to do in order to get this to work. If you assign the value of 100 to the letter A, then 101 to the letter B, and so on, the word Hitler adds up to 666. And I'm not going to cheer for Hitler. So he, he doesn't matter that we were wrong. He doesn't get the applause or the, the horn. Another thing you got to really think of, the guy who wrote Revelation or the Apocalypse of John is John of Patmos. It's not the Gospel of John, John. It's a different John. He was writing in Greek and he used Hebrew for the 666 when he was doing this. He would have no idea to use 100 for the letter A and 101 for the letter B. This would not have come up. So there's another thing you really got to think of, like you're going through all this stuff, but the guy who wrote it had no intention for it to be thought of that way. All right, let's keep going. Next on our list, who could have been the Antichrist but wasn't, was Napoleon Bonaparte. And this is because of War and Peace. In War and Peace, Tolstoy basically uh, takes the French Napoleon, it's the Emperor Napoleon, but in French, into a series of numbers that adds up to 666. But he was not the Antichrist. Next on the list is Pope Leo X, and this is because Martin Luther, and not Martin Luther King Jr., you know, Martin Luther nailed something to a door, um, but he wrote a note to Pope Leo X. He basically accuses him of being Antichrist, and the Pope wasn't very happy about that. But Popes have been, throughout history, uh, labeled as the Antichrist, because a lot of people saw the Catholic Church as being the beast, and the Pope is the, the one riding the beast, and yeah, you know, all kinds of crazy, kooky stuff. Sex, sex, sex. Next on the list is Emperor Constantius. This is not Constantine. It's the son of Constantine. This emperor is a fourth century church father. They made this connection when Constantius persecuted Christians, and he favored congregations that denied the deity of Jesus. You know, they thought it was going to be the end times, like everybody thinks it is, so... He was the emperor. Now, this one's close to the real answer, which is coming up in just a minute. All right, so we're looking for the Antichrist, and all this is in Revelation. As I said earlier, the Antichrist word was not used. It was the beast. And so this person would have been the opposite of Christ, which is the, well, actually, Antichrist. Christ is Christos in Greeks, which is the Greek word for the Hebrew word for Messiah, so it's basically anti-Messiah, not anti-Jesus. But Jesus is thought to be the Messiah, but whatever. This guy's going to be the opposite of Jesus or the Messiah. 
This guy's going to be the ruler of the human race. He's going to be wicked. He's going to be an awful, awful man. Um, he's going to seem all-powerful. He's violently opposed to Christ followers. So the beast of the sea. I'm going to tell you right now that the beast of the sea is Rome. Why is it the beast of the sea? Because the seven heads are the seven hills of Rome. And on the beasts is seated the whore of Babylon. We know that Babylon, the, the actual country of Babylon, attacked Judah in way before, probably like the 600s BCE, something like that, right? They came, Babylon came, beat up Judah. And so that was like, and they destroyed everything, the temple, all that crap. Temples rebuilt. And then who comes back in 70 common era was Rome who went and beat up Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, blah, 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 right? So what they're saying is Rome is the new Babylon, the enemy of the people. That's what's basically being told. Rome is also the whore of Babylon. And that's because basically Rome conquered all these other lands and used those lands and their resources to get rich. And so they're looking at Rome as basically and all these other nations that are kind of in intertwined with Rome as like Rome being this whore that's going around and whoring with other nations whoring with other nations who is the antichrist well it is the emperor of Rome Nero Nero is the answer that is who is 666 but we're going to get in that in a few seconds but yeah, the emperor of Rome, Rome is Babylon, Rome is the beast, the emperor is the person who rules Rome, and he is the first emperor that administratively got involved with the persecution of Christians. Nero was the first one to attack and martyr Christians directly. So this is, I mean, there were some things like very locally localized things happening where Christians might got persecuted. But Rome with the Emperor Nero, that was the first one that like as a big nation going and persecuting Christians. Now, John of Patmos is writing after Nero dies. So Nero dies uh, by suicide in 68 of the Common Era. And John's writing around 90, I believe, 100. So why would he say that Nero is the beast if he's already dead. Well, as you heard in the story that the beast apparently dies from a head wound or the Antichrist, uh, the 666 person dies of a head wound and then comes back. The, the wound heals. Now, back in this time period, some believed that he didn't really kill himself, that Nero actually fled to another place and hung out there for safety because there were people who were after him, and then he was going to come back and rule. And then there were actually, at the time when John was writing Revelation, there were rumors going around that, um, that they saw Nero, people saw Nero. And so there's this whole fear that he is coming back to persecute Christians again. It's kind of like people seeing Elvis or Jim Morrison, you know, they're living somewhere else, but they will be back. It's kind of what Nero a lot of people feared him so much that when he died, they didn't believe he really died, that he was actually hiding out and he was going to come back and conquer Christians all over again. So that's why he is the Antichrist 
even though he had died. So I'll, I'll read this from uh, Bart Ehrman's Armageddon. I'll just read this to explain where we are right now. So Rome was the great whore seated on seven hills who exploited the nations on the earth and corrupted them, prostituting herself to become massively wealthy and the arch enemy of Christians. So seven heads, seven hills. If you know anything about the history of Rome, the seven hills is where Rome is. So the beast is actually Rome. Now, there is a feature where they say that the beast is supported by an even more powerful beast called the dragon. The dragon is Satan. And that's explicitly identified in uh, Revelation 22, chapter 20, verse 2, the dragon is Satan. Of course, we have the mark of the beast, and the mark of the beast throughout history has also had a history. I might do that, and I'm not going to get into it now, uh, but there is a history to that that has been what could be the mark of the beast. Now, even though I brought up that list of people who were 666, there were other ones. Mussolini was one. He was a Roman ruler. Saddam Hussein was also one because he was the ruler of Babylon. So you could just make up anybody and do a little bit of uh, mind gymnastics and you could figure out your neighbor is the Antichrist. Even Donald Trump in 2016 when he was elected was the Antichrist. And this one is really weird, but if you took the sum of 666 plus 666 plus 666 plus 6 plus 6 plus 6, it'll equal 2016. You see what I'm saying? Bullshit. So let's get to the number 666 and how I know that Nero is 666. So even though John was writing in Greek, he is using the Hebrew gematria to come up with the number of the beast. So if you spelled Caesar Neron, right, as Hebrew letters, and I'm going to spell this out for you in, in the word, it's Caesar, C-A-S-E-A-R. N-E-R-O-N. That is one way you would have um, spelled Caesar Neron in Hebrew, and that adds up to 666. However, there are other things that have been found that says 616, and people are like going on about 616 is the real thing, and 666 is a typo. It's not the typo. So there are two ways to spell Nero. One is Neron. N-E-R-O-N, and one is N-E-R-O, and both of those spellings were used in the time, and if you were to take off the N in Neron, and it would be Caesar, Caesar Nero, it would, the letter N is worth 50 points, right? So we take that 50 off, and now we have 616. So Caesar Neron, 666 in Hebrew, Jumatria, Caesar Nero, 616 in Hebrew, Jumatria. And remember, John says, hey, man, you got to be pretty wise to figure out the number of the beast. And that's why he's using Hebrew instead of Greek, because he's trying to at least add a bit of mystery, although this would have been pretty easy for people to figure out back in the day. And everything that they say about the beast is Nero. And it's very obvious if you were living in John's time who he was talking about. 
every time I talk about Revelation, I'm always telling you that the book was written for the people of that time period. And John believed that the end was now in his time. He was not writing for people in 2023. He was wrong. This book was actually completely not wanted by most of the early churches to be included in the canon of the Bible. You can learn so much more about this in Bart Ehrman's book, Armageddon. And like I said, I'll put the link in the show notes, but you have nothing to fear when it comes to the end times. But that said, God, this book is great as inspiration for creative endeavors. Uh, Look at the stuff we got. Like, imagine if John of Patmos did not write this book, we would not have that amazing song by Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast. We would not have so many stories that came out about the Antichrist. We would not have horror movies that included the 666 and the number of the beast and the end times. All this stuff really is so much fun to investigate and to learn and not to fear, but to use as fire for your creativity. So go out there, create some amazing things if you're a writer. And oh, and if you are a writer, definitely check out the book, uh, Bookworms Horror Zine, because if you write horror, You know, we are looking for people who write horror to put their short stories into our horror zine. I really had fun with this episode, researching this episode. And the great thing is that this is almost a year that the Real Demons of Pop Culture has been on. This is episode 25. In a week, I will be back with a new absurd adventure with Dr. J. I am starting to do this. I hope you really enjoy this. Now, the reason why I decided to go this way was because I was recording the episode and talking about all the research and then peppering in the adventure of Dr. J. And as fun as that kind of was, it also really messed with my head because on some level, I have this research part of my brain and then I'm editing in this completely absurd drama And it was just back and forth and trying to create that way was difficult for me. So what I decided to do, since I do have a week in between and those dramas are very short, I'm going to now have the episode about 666, the number of the beast. And next week, the the beast, whatever demon that I'm talking about this week, will show up in the absurd adventure of Dr. J radio drama. So next week's Monday, next Monday will be... Dr. J meets Ramones. I'm Joey Ramone saying like this. You're not going to want to miss that show. Hey, hold, let's go. The magic number is 42. Have an awesome week. I'll see you soon. Peace. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippoliti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.